0: learning how to improve in such a quickly evolving environment is really tricky. Just staying up to date with what other people are doing is tricky. Episode 60, February 2015. This is the third part of my Q&A with Colby Chappell, Product Designer at GitHub. How did you improve as a developer slash designer? Improving as a designer is something I've thought about a lot, um, and it's something I'd actually like to write more about as well. And, uh, it's it's the kind of thing that um, I'd very much like to, to, to blog about more. I think it's it can be really difficult, and there's the the thing with being a designer in this industry is that it's it's not something you can go back to school and and learn how to do better. You know, this is the cutting edge of technology, and the 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 things that we're building. In this industry, uh, you know they're, they're pushing new boundaries that no one else has solved these challenges for yet. You know, new hardware is coming out on a on a monthly basis. New breakthroughs are coming in terms of what's possible in terms of the interactions people have with technology. And so, learning how to improve in such a quickly evolving environment is really tricky. Just staying up to date with what other people are doing is tricky. So, learning how to do that, and then also get ahead of the curve yourself is, is is really, really tricky. It can take a lot of effort. I would say that the biggest thing I, I would say to people looking to improve is, is talking to the people that they work with, getting feedback from, from people, and again, not following the technological advances necessarily. Sometimes the, the things that end up being the best experience or the best product that people enjoy using the most are the things that are predictable that use existing patterns that you know don't try and be too clever you know these these ideas are, are the things that I often think that a lot of people working in technology miss and as um, as a designer I think there's a lot to be learned from studying what has been written in the past those are the things that come to mind when I think about improving as a designer you know, I, th- I think one of the biggest problems I see is that a lot of designers these days don't understand their own creative process very well at all. So one of the easiest ways I think people can improve is to learn more about how how they tick. You know, learn what times of day you're most creative. Learn what areas of your work you excel at most. You know, are you, are you better at strategy or are you better at picking up a project and running with it? Are you better at you know, the, you know, the ideation phase of a project or are you better at a, a different phase of the project? And, and it, it could be combinations of these things as well. And learning how you work and learning to focus on the things that, that you're strongest at and, and, and really making use of those things is, is the best way to improve. Uh, when did you start to code and um, when did you decide to become a developer? My first computer was a Macintosh LC. I think it was like the first Mac that had a color screen or or maybe the second or something like that. And I remember using like HyperCard on that. And it wasn't coding, but like I look at I look at what we're building today with like HTML and you know links going from screen to screen and so much of it is based is the, the exact same idea as very you know very similar things that people were building in, in really old technology. So, I mean, when, it, when I first started to code, I was probably, you know, 14 years old, but I had been kind of exposed to a lot of the concepts that I, that I feel are important to my work, you know, earlier, probably probably at, at, at seven or eight. Are you a fan of uh, standing desks? Yeah, they're definitely something I'm going to look at more. I don't currently have one, but I try and do part of my day standing at a bookshelf, which happens to be the exact right height for a standing desk with one of the shelves. I, you know, I try and, I try and uh, vary up my day. And I think that's the key. I don't think standing all day is good for you either. I think from what I've uh, read, most people, most of the experts seem to say that the important thing is that you move around as much as yeah. you can. It's not necessarily that sitting or standing on its own is, is a good or a bad thing. Do you like meetings or brainstorms while taking a walk? I would probably say that I enjoy sitting down with someone in a relaxed environment more than I would enjoy trying to to walk with them. But I haven't really tried having a walking meeting. So yeah, I, I can't, really, can't really say. What books have you been reading lately? Fiction-wise, I've been reading the Jason Bourne series, which I've been really enjoying. On the non-fiction side of things, I would say that my... F- I haven't read them recently, but I would say that my favorite books would be... Things like uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persig and uh, his the follow-up to that, which is called Lila, which I think is actually a much better book um, and clarifies a lot of the things that he wrote about in in Zen and the Out of Motorcycle Maintenance. I would also recommend that people read, um, if they're at all interested in thinking about design and the creative process, I would highly recommend that people read a book called Notes on the Synthesis of Form by Christopher Alexander. Christopher Alexander was primarily focused on architecture and urban planning. And the work that he's probably most known for is a couple of volumes called um, A Pattern Language, which paved the way for a lot of more modern thinking about urban planning and architecture and was very forward thinking. And I think a lot of the ways that he thinks about the creative process and the, the, the natural, naturally evolving patterns that come out of the, the things that people build over time, I think they're really applicable to the way that we're building digital products as well and you know the the internet industry and software as a discipline uh, is so so new that we haven't kind of run into a lot of these these problems yet at big scales so i think paying attention to what designers in other industries like architecture have the things that they've learned i think it's really important to, to pay attention to them any websites or apps that we should check out maybe Uh, a website called everytimezone.com if you're at all working with a remote team or dealing with multiple time zones on a daily basis like i am then you'll probably find everytimezone.com really useful there's another site called copy paste character.com which lets you very quickly find special characters and, and copy them and paste them into other things to save you having to learn the unicode sequence or the you know the short code key where looks like you know feels like you're making a dinosaur with your hand to type it on the keyboard you know that's quite a useful site do you have a secret to decompress i think that um exercise is great doing something active is brilliant i especially actually one of the things that i would use that i think that that works well for me is like mountain biking it's a good combination of you know rigorous activity but then also periods of flow as well where i'm kind of going downhill and i'm you know, flowing from bend to bend, and I really like that mix of activity and flow. Do- doing something where I have to get into a flow of a different kind than the flow I get- have to get into to do my, my work. work really helps my brain kind of get out of the the headspace of thinking about my work and things about just the the sheer experience of, of movement. Uh, what are your favorite cities or places? Favorite places? Um I definitely think that New Zealand is full of beautiful places. I think the Bay of Islands up north in New Zealand is one of the most beautiful places in the world. That's where I grew up, so I'm probably a little biased. I also think that city-wise, I really like Edinburgh. Edinburgh is a beautiful city. I haven't spent a huge amount of time there, but all the times that I've been there, it's, it's, it's always been um, really enjoyable. Who do you and look up to in your profession? I, I would say I look up to a lot of the people I work with at GitHub. You know, being able to work with them on a daily basis is a, a real honor, and you know, it's it's really daunting sometimes to work with with some of the people who work at GitHub. So I definitely look up to them, and I have learned a lot even since joining GitHub from being able to work next to them. I also look up to the, I would say I look up to the, the team uh, at Basecamp. You know, Jason Fried and DHH and uh, Ryan Singer and the the people who built Basecamp and, and their products have done a really incredible job of of focusing on on building great product. What do you like about working as a designer developer hybrid? Um, I like being able to see the things that I build come to life. I, li- I really like being able to see them ship and see and hear from from the customers who end up using it. That's really rewarding, and I think that's why I enjoy working on product more than I enjoy working um, on client projects. You know, when I when I used to work freelance and when I worked for um, you know, contracted to studios and things like that the, the customer focused setup was was great, but I found it often frustrated me more than more than it, it created in enjoyment. These days, when I'm working, you know, now that I have a, a consistent product that I'm working on, and I'm responsible for, you know, it over time, you know, I, I don't I don't hand off responsibility at the end of a project. I'm still responsible for the things I build, you know, long after the project is finished. I really enjoy that responsibility, and I really enjoy getting to know a product really intimately so that I can evolve it over time. I really enjoy that.